I believe we don't have to pray. We get to pray. Do you agree? Prayer is a privilege, not a requirement God puts on us for our salvation. Prayer certainly isn't a task to check off our begrudging to-do list. If you are oriented to God, you are praying. This broad definition of prayer is how it is possible for us to do what Paul suggests in 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. Being in God's presence offers a wide berth of possibilities. We have been given a large spectrum of ways to pray. At its heart, prayer is simply when we orient to or lean into God's abundant loving presence. In this few minutes, I'd like to introduce you to one modern prayer practice and one ancient prayer practice that has been reimagined. Together, I call these two prayer practices coloring prayers. More specifically, they are called praying in color and coloring mandalas. Hello. I'm Hannah Brown Schock, United Methodist layperson and writer of church curricula, such as the lectionary-based Sunday School curriculum for preschoolers I call Trinity Treasures. Some of you may know me as creator of the website Picture Book Theology, where I teach people how to use picture books in ministry. You can tell by my work that I'm enthusiastic about finding spiritual meaning in ordinary even childlike moments, such as reading a picture book or coloring on a page. When doing my work, I often think of Jesus' words in Matthew 18. There we find a reminder to become like children. Jesus says children are our best models for a life of loving God. And as you know, children love to color. Have you lost the joy of prayer? With these prayer practices, You can again tap into your inner child who found great joy with paper and crayon. Enter again into the simple world of coloring that you knew before being caught up in religious expectations and artificial boundaries between you and God. The two coloring practices that I'm going to tell you about are not just for children or adults who are artsy creative types. My friend Paul, a retired army chaplain who served in Afghanistan, would color his prayers throughout our lectures during the two-year academy for a spiritual formation we attended. For Paul, the practice of coloring was very healing. Perhaps you need some healing. Coloring prayers might be perfect for you. Maybe sitting still is a struggle for you. These two coloring practices are active prayers. You may find your coloring helps you attend during a work or church meeting. If a problem arises, take a moment to color a specific prayer about that problem. The first coloring prayer I'm going to explain is called Praying in Color, a modern method of prayer developed at the turn of this century by Sybil Macbeth. Praying in Color was first developed for intercession. Intercessory prayers are for when you have in mind a particular person, family, organization, or cause that you want to pray for. But Sybil Macbeth wisely discovered many other ways to pray in color. Can't draw? Can't even doodle? No worries. If you can write a name, you can pray in color. All you need to pray in color 
is a hard surface, a single piece of paper or page in a journal, and one or more tools you want to draw or color with. You also need to be oriented to God. If not present at first, your orientation to God will come quickly after you write the first name. Materials can be simple and cheap or complex and expensive. That's your choice. Macbeth suggests using a dark smear-proof pen and a collection of colored markers. I think using one pencil or one pen is fine. Beautiful art is made with these, so why not beautiful prayers? Besides, requiring only one tool may lead you to pray in this way more often. If you want to have more colorful fun, use colored ink pens, colored pencils, brush tip pens, or one multicolored pencil. This last item is sometimes called a magic pencil. Magic pencils have a variety of colors inside one pencil, so what you get on the page is a bit unexpected. You might even call it a mystery. That's perfect for praying. Here are the simple steps for praying in color. These are Sybil Macbeth's words for praying intercessory prayers for several people in one prayer session. She is describing the use of a pen with dark ink and pens with color. She refers to your collection of unique designs as a sort of prayer list or even an icon. Remember, these designs don't have to be beautiful, just meaningful to you and oriented to God. No one else needs to see them. Begin by drawing a shape on the page, a triangle, a trapezoid, squiggly line, or imperfect circle. Write the name of a person for whom you want to pray in or near the shape. Add detail to the drawing. This might be dots, lines, circles, zigzags, or whatever your hand wants to do. Continue to enhance the drawing. Think of each stroke and each moment as time that you spend with the person in prayer. Keep drawing until the image feels finished. Then add color to the picture. When the drawing and praying for the first person are completed, move to another space on the page. Draw a new shape or design to create a place for the name of a different person. Repeat the process of drawing and coloring. Add detail and color the same way you did with the first person. Draw with pen and colors until you have created an image or icon for all the people for whom you want to pray. Linger with the page in front of you. Let the names, images, and colors imprint themselves on your brain. Spend another moment with each person in silence. Or say a short verbal prayer or amen. Take the journal or page with you, if you can. Place it on your desk, refrigerator, or someplace where your eyes will scan it during the day. Those are the steps that Macbeth explains in her book for intercessory prayer.
but also in her book, Macbeth explains steps for doing other kinds of prayers, too. Here are two that I like. Praying in color works well for prayers of gratitude. Rather than writing a name, simply write what or who you are thankful for. Coloring gratitude prayers would be fun entries in a gratitude journal. By the way, a gratitude journal simply means you list five things you are grateful for at that moment. This is an amazingly rich tool when we are anxious, sad, or angry. Those are feelings I've been waiting in a lot since the pandemic. You might want to consider starting a gratitude journal if you don't already have one. Another favorite suggestion of Macbeth's is praying in color by simply exploring your names for God. You can do the first step by writing your names for God all at once, scattered across the page, or one name at a time. Let the coloring of each name become a holy meditation on the way you understand God in that moment. Consider praying for expansion of your overall experience with God. Or pray for more depth in a particular name that is most pressing for you right now. Don't let these praying in color ideas limit you. Create possibilities for yourself. After hearing this podcast, you may want to check out Macbeth's website, prayingincolor.com, or her books. Her book for adults is Praying in Color, Drawing a New Path to God. She has a kid's edition of this book that is excellent for anyone doing ministry with children. My copy came with access to a great workshop video. She has many workshop videos now that you can access online. Now to the second method of coloring your prayers, coloring mandalas. Mandala, that word's pronounced with the accent on the second syllable, is an old word from India that means sacred circle. Circles are a basic structure of nature. For me, they represent loving connection and beautiful symmetrical design. For me also, circles are sometimes metaphors for the body of Christ. Perhaps you have enjoyed the rich prayer practice of walking a labyrinth. Labyrinths, like mandalas, are sacred circles. Mandalas that are used for coloring in prayerful silence are typically geometric designs enclosed in a circle. Like a labyrinth, mandalas serve as the focal point for your prayers. The focus may be verbal. You might pray silently with words as you color, but words are not necessary. Coloring a mandala is a way of opening a door for God to enter and love you in the ways you need most. The great Hildegard of Bingen, a saint of the church and a polymath who lived in the Middle Ages, is said to have drawn mandalas. These days, mandalas are easy to find. There are mandalas you can print from the internet and many books with designs you can reproduce or color in directly. As with labyrinths, it is helpful to orient yourself before beginning a mandala experience. Do this with a prayerful phrase or a few sentences. These might be a question for discernment, 
your heartache at the loss of a friend, or an expression of praise and joy. When you are ready to color, start coloring. Stay within the lines or don't. Use many colors or one or two with varying degrees of pressure. Try different kinds of strokes or don't. Mandalas can be very complex designs that require a lot of time to complete. Don't feel as if you must complete a mandala in one prayer session. You might respond best to the detailed designs which keep you coming back to God over a series of prayer sessions. Or you may prefer simple mandalas. On the internet, you can easily find designs simple enough for children. There are structured books for praying with mandalas in a Christian context. Upper Room Books has a beautiful book called Mandalas, Candles, and Prayers, a simple, a Simply Centered Advent by Sharon Safarth Gardner. It's a coloring book for adults that weaves together four simple methods of contemplative prayer. You get seven mandalas for each week of Advent. A Christian writer that I enjoy has written this book, Meditations and Mandalas, Simple Songs for the Spiritual Life. You may know Nan Merrill's classic book, Psalms for Praying. In her book about mandalas, Merrill includes daily meditations and her own crafted mandalas. These mandalas are the fruits of her centering prayers. Both methods for coloring your prayers require relative silence. They also offer you the opportunity to be creative. I don't get enough time with silence or creativity. I bet you don't either. Both are vital to our health and spirituality. In a recent series of Brene Brown's podcast called Unlocking Us, the popular social science researcher and her sisters discuss the guideposts to wholehearted living. I believe wholehearted living is the way of God. Brown, who is a Christian, I think would agree with me. In this podcast series, the sisters vulnerably reflect on how they are doing with the 10 guideposts for wholehearted living that Brown found in her research. While preparing to tell you about these coloring prayers, I was struck with the content of guidepost number seven. Let me explain. First, the guideposts list orientations to let go of. Then the guideposts end with skills to cultivate. Here's number seven. It's a guidepost that's a bit wordy because it has two orientations to let go of and two skills to cultivate. Guidepost number seven for wholehearted living. Letting go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as self-worth. And cultivating rest and play. I'll say that again. Guidepost number seven for wholehearted living. Letting go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as self-worth. And cultivating rest and play. Both of the coloring prayer practices I offer you today are restful and playful. 
Coloring your prayers may lead you to have a more wholehearted life. Moreover, if you struggle with exhaustion or work too much, these coloring prayers may be exactly what you need. They can be done in a break at your desk or kitchen counter. You may find that you return to your tasks with more calm, feeling more refreshed, and more grounded in the one who created you to do your work. I began this podcast declaring that we don't have to pray. We get to pray. Because prayer is a privilege. It is my prayer that you will expand your prayer practices in ways that are restful, playful, and creative. Grab some paper or a mandala. Have handy your coloring tool of choice. Then simply color and experience the abundant love and powerful presence of our God. Thank you for listening. Please pray with me. Gracious God, may our minds be oriented to you. May our hands do your loving work. And may we find that playful, creative prayer pleases you. Thank you for your loving abundance. Amen.